0: all right welcome back to episode 20 of the 20 pages book club on today's episode we start uh, book number seven the last rhinos by lawrence anthony um, talking through chapters one through 17. Um, we then uh give our thoughts on the book thus far and then finish up with a meme competition so looking forward to your back getting back into a new book let's go All right, welcome back, episode 20. We made it to 20 episodes. We're, uh, we're at the score mark, uh, starting book number seven. Here we are. Yeah, so why don't we get right into a quick weekend recap since uh, our fellow uh, member, Tyler, came back from a trip. Why don't you start, sir? Um, uh,
1: I'll give this short summarized version. I went to Rome and then Florence and then Venice. So um, in between there, all at the highlights, Colosseum, Vatican. Um, we did the Amalfi Coast for a day. We did Pompeii, went to Florence, saw David, saw some of Michelangelo's works. Uh, some Raphael, uh, very cool city. And then Venice, we uh, just kind of chilled around. fuck you
0: have? Actually, we Fast paced yeah. summary, yeah. Also,
2: Says I don't just, know what any of that is.
3: It's awesome buzzwords.
2: You don't know the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? All I know is David, which is an a accurate portrayal of uh, a man's physique. Is it, am I thinking of the right thing? You should have put a warning when you put that on your
0: story, Tyler. I was not prepared for
1: that. <laughs> you know, the sculpture David, of course, depicting David from the Bible uh, in his preparation in the battle. Against Goliath,
2: but uh, I was going to ask a question that I don't think is allowed on this podcast. Can we? Can I ask it and we just cut it if if we have to?
0: Make sure has been the strategy from from
2: <laughs> episode <laughs> twenty. Why
0: not?
2: I don't want to. I don't want to ask it. Okay.
1: Well, the, you could you could ask it okay. later when we cut. Um, okay. That that was basically it. I mean, the trip back sucked. U.S. Customs is awful. Uh, I would rather. I mean our country sucks. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, your flag. So yeah, it's okay. I don't care. They they suck. Um anyways, uh yeah, that's about it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh nice to have time off. I can't wait to see what Christian prepared in the summers. Kevin?
3: <laughs> thanks for passing it on to me and thanks for sharing all about your trip with 10, <laughs> so it's the names of ten cities and ten pieces of art you saw. Um
2: because I can just have a picture. Can just... That's the rundown I, can go I got at home, too. I didn't even get much more than that. What? what well, we're Michelin, down. They they accidentally went to a Michelin restaurant. There was that. I saw some French girls at a wine tour. There was that. Did you, did you make? Did you? Did you, wee-weed? Wee-weed? <laughs> did you? Did you put on a show? A clinic? Is the
0: <laughs> clinic back?
1: <laughs> no, I just stared at them awkwardly the entire time.
0: Well, I can't tell if you're serious. Good job. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> I'm sure Dave would have been a good wingman for you.
3: What around town is the Brazels were just shitfaced the entire time, so <laughs> Tyler doesn't actually remember any
2: of it. That is partly true. Did your family get shitfaced at the wine store?
1: Uh, my brother did for sure.
2: Jason. Wow. <laughs> oh shit.
1: <laughs> not you uh i can handle
0: my alcohol okay um someone someone so nice. answered the picture of tyler Tyler on, on christian's basement floor
2: that's so remember of our birthdays birthdays sent him, home. sent him home in the, in the uber Some random russian uber driver <laughs> in no uber luxury
0: all right. all
3: right we don't we don't gotta slander tyler <laughs> so.
0: Well, yeah, he said that. You, you can't say that. I gave a side
1: eye when I said it.
0: All right. I can't tell what your
1: glasses are.
3: Yeah, four. Okay, I'm okay. good. I'll go next. Uh, I had a pretty... The
1: way you're laughing um, at a four-eyes joke in 2023.
3: All right. Uh, are we going? Welcome back, Tyler. It was, más o menos, we, uh, we lost in... That was my Spanish word that I used, not Italian. We lost in soccer in the final of the conference tournament, so season's done. So finally, I'll have time to read, hopefully, during the week and not have to read all 120 pages on Sunday. Uh, Relatable. I have ran a lot this past week. I got a 10K brace in Madison next Sunday, and so we're going to have to talk about when we want to meet because of that. But it's in the it's in the morning, so we can still meet at night on Sunday. But anyways, we can talk about outside of this. Uh, besides that, just a ton of alumni were back in town, a ton of friends. So they stayed here. We had a ton of people at the house, so it was a fun, fun little weekend.
0: It wasn't yeah. Saint Olaf, again, was it?
3: No, it was Wartburg. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, not not too much for me. I'm um, just kind of been doing a lot of packing. Our our lease cousins here in, in Dallas and. Couple days, so trying to get everything kind of prepared for that. Also, kind of might be traveling for work, so it's been kind of hectic over here. Just trying to figure out packing stuff and putting stuff in storage units and whatnot. But nonetheless, happy to be back in Chicago starting next weekend. So,
2: me, (laughs) Uh, I've uh, I've been dating someone recently, so went out with her friday saturday went to this like cool arcade bar last night uh it was pretty sick and then similar to the one that we
0: went to when we uh when we went down to dallas remember that one arcadia
2: i don't i don't think i was there for that you were
0: there
2: i don't remember an arcade bar (laughs) might have been might might have have been sloshed at that point (laughs) uh (laughs) and then it was my sister it's her birthday on Wednesday so we did a birthday dinner uh last night went out to like this latin japanese fusion restaurant had uh some sushi and a margarita interesting combo so yeah that's it for me
3: I've done that combo too at the moto moto place in st charles they had like the raspberry place- margarita yeah that place is
2: that good. place is really good
3: yeah
0: it's not a terrible combo like I feel like
2: like I mean like because because a lot some sushi rolls are like uh spicy maybe yeah like avocado jalapeno and then I'm just thinking like a lot of the same
0: like ingredients are in like Mexican food or like Latin cuisine so maybe
2: yeah
3: all right <laughs> and that's what you can make it
2: no, you're, you're you're supposed to be the transition guy <laughs> well i i've i've
1: i've handed off all of my responsibilities so with it's my great pleasure uh
2: to, what, ha- to you've handed off one responsibility with the chapter summary well that means you also have to do
1: the awkward transitions
2: no uh, i guess during the chapter sure i'll take that on
1: okay all right it's my honor to Suspend my duties as chapter summaries guy for the remainder of this book. The remainder of this book. uh, I can't wait to hand it off to Christian. He's done a wonderful job. I can't wait to hear all he has written down.
3: Thank you, Tyler. Some people are saying that Brazel Brazel claims that he is not on book summary duty because he was out of the country. But some people are saying he got suspended after his pick of Sputnik 1. In the Apollo 8 draft, because it was, uh, people are asking. yeah, so
0: it's a good
1: point.
3: Don't I want to revisit see. that, but
1: well, you, anyways, you just did
2: so.
3: <laughs> it wasn't me, it was other people, but anyways, Christian, start chapter yeah. one. Yeah,
2: pretty good pick. I'd like to note, I, th- I think Tyler misspoke and he said chapter summaries for this whole book, it's going to be for just this meeting, and then he'll pick back up next week. <clears throat> So without further ado, uh, let's get started. Chapter one, Uh, we begin the last rhinos with a code red, a dead female rhino found on the reserve, her regal horns brutally hacked off with machetes or pangas, I believe that's the African word, the prize for poachers, a purse more valuable than gold, the value Mm -hmm. driven by a market which cherishes the horn for mythical medicinal purposes, thought to cure types of fever, among other things. Two types of players play the poaching game, local tribesmen looking for something small for the pot and professional killers who aren't deterred by Mikulu. Uh That's Lawrence Anthony. I call him Mikulu in this chapter and then never again. Uh, and, it, and his team of Rangers. I thought they were going to continue that through the book, and they never did. Uh, Similane, a young Zulu ranger, was the one to have discovered the body alone and away from his normal patrol route. Mikulu, Becky, Simulane, and other rangers pursued the poachers, believed to be a gang from the Bore Mafia or a Far East syndicate. Their tracking was unsuccessful. Mikulu grew suspicious of how Simulane came across the dead rhino. His suspicions were confirmed when the ranger fled the next day. At home, Mikulu phoned the Zwa... KwaZulu Natal Wildlife Parks Authority, who had donated the rhino for Mikulu's project, a believed to be fine game reserved called the Royal Zulu, their goal was to demonstrate to the locals that conservatism would lead more to more prosperity than poaching, a tremendously tough task amid poverty, hunger, and the market for rhino horns. Amid growing concerns, the KwaZulu Natal Wildlife Parks Authority wanted Mikulu to return three other donated rhinos, which left his team only one to protect Heidi, a young female who had witnessed her own mother's death. It waited for three nights, and the poachers returned, this time met with gunfire from Mikulu, Becky, and uh, Nakonka. They left one poacher wounded, but the aggressors escaped. They were obviously after Heidi. Uh, Yeah, so a lot to unpack this chapter. I thought this would all be important in the grand scheme of the book. None of it ended up mattering ever again. This is one of my favorite chapters, but, though.
0: I don't think that's I, I was gonna say, I, 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 I don't know about that, but I, I think in well, the, what we have read I, thus far, yes.
2: Maybe I think it. So it didn't specify what kind of rhino we're dealing with here. So I thought it was just going to be like they were trying to save Heidi the whole mm-hmm. book. And then all of a sudden we transition to the upcoming chapters where we're in a different, different setting.
1: I think the whole point is they're establishing that there's a high stakes game in terms of the rhinos and he himself and his range is is victim to the chase to find all of this, all of these rhino horns and eventually sell them on the black market, which will eventually lead him to uh, the northern white rhino, which is endangered due to that exact reason.
0: Yeah, I think that's more so established just like the high stakes, like Tyler said, like um, what Lawrence deals with on an everyday basis and kind of, I mean, we, we later find out that one of his guards was kind of an inside player. So like just kind of more so like the extent and the scope of the problem is kind of the way that I interpreted it as.
2: I, th- I think there's some idiosyncrasies that carry over from this chapter. Like you have the the person working on the inside which kinda comes up later on. And then obviously the uh the greed for rhino horns, uh, and poaching, which comes up later. But a lot of the characters in this chapter really don't transfer over to the rest of the book.
3: This chapter also actually I don't know exactly if it's this chapter or the next one, when they talk about why the horns are so valuable. But I honestly like I knew they were valuable, but I didn't really realize why. So that was just good background to get yeah
0: yeah i mean i i really actually enjoyed this chapter i thought it like grabbed my attention and it kind of
3: yeah when when i read this i thought this was going to be a sick book
2: (laughs) and not anymore we'll see (laughs) (laughs) okay
3: yeah i have my gripes
2: any other thoughts Nope. tyler no, I haven't. Oh, you looked like you had a thought. No. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Chapter two. A week later, Lawrence Anthony, previously Mikulu—that's his real name—speaks with Julie Lawrence, one of South Africa's top TV journalists. She had heard credible reports that there were fewer than fifteen northern white rhinos left in the world, left in the wild, all situated in the DRC's Garamba National Park which had been abandoned by authorities. Anthony knew he had to step in. He immediately recruited his two sons, Jason and Dylan, directors of the earth organization invited Grant Morgan, a logistics expert and Marga Marzalek an administrator. Everyone was captivated with the idea, but they were going into the DRC, which had been surrounded by turmoil for three decades. Security was needed. Anthony met with jp 4 an ex-Special Forces operative. His deep love for Wilderness wasn't enough to immediately subscribe him to the mission, and he ran through the problems that would need to be addressed. They would need planes and helicopters, and with that fuel, they would need the best fighting men for the job, armed with H-plus-K MP3s, Berettas, 20mm grenade launchers, and maybe even RPGs. They would need funding. Uh, it would be crazy to enter the DRC through Uganda, which was controlled by the Lord's Resistance Army, so they would have to take the long way through Kinshasa. Finally, once in, they would be exposed on the ground, have to track down the 15 Northern White Rhinos, fly them to a safe holding area, or what they call a BOMA, with a heavy-lift helicopter, and fly them out with a big holding plane. Despite the odds against the mission, Foray volunteered. Lawrence and Jason met with Ambassador Bene Impoko at the DRC embassy and their initiative was approved. I guess what oh, do we crazy. think about what do we think about the initial hurdles here?
1: I'll be interested to see what develops with the LRA. Um they're not really an organization anymore, spoiler. But uh I'll be interested to see how that coincides with the book and maybe steps that are taken against them not due to what Lawrence Anthony's doing but just the politics behind that at that time
0: yeah I mean I I think uh we have an act for finding uh just one-upping on like the world's worst people to talk about in in a book I mean I think we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later but Joseph Coney is definitely sh- shoots straight up the list of awful human beings um so yeah I was also yeah. interested um, and this is one of the reasons why when I put this book on the list is because I knew it talked about the LRA, and I knew the LRA was involved with some of those people. So I was interested to see how they played in a part with this. I
2: was uh, telling Tyler uh, while I was putting together the summaries, this book reminds me a lot of Lost City of the Monkey God, like different mission, similar problems surrounding uh them being successful in the mission a lot of geopolitical turmoil uh a lot of natural elements mosquitoes disease uh reminded me a lot of that and then jp4a reminds me a lot of the uh i forgot what his name was but the special forces guy they had on that mission too jp it's
0: a good point
2: um heineke heineke (laughs) heineke died no 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 no. he he was the bribe guy. they don't they don't have a bribe guy They don't,
3: yeah, I had that exact same thought though, Christian. And I just like I said for the Lost City of the Monkey God, I enjoy the parts where there's action and not as much the geopolitical stuff that's going on. But the chapters where it's like talking about the animals and how Lawrence is like able to that part's really interesting to me how he's like able to understand the animals so well. Like, if you put me in front of an elephant, I'd just be like, oh shit, like that thing, yeah, that thing's fucking scary. And he's just like calm and like knows what emotions they're feeling and stuff but the geopolitical stuff to me isn't as interesting but that's just personal
0: i think lawrence is one of the like more talented authors in the sense of like describing a scene like i really have enjoyed the way that like when he talks and like describes it obviously he's out of the first person but like he he actually like i actually feel that i'm like somewhat like able to like picture what's like happening and like if that makes any sense like i've been able to he's like been able to like the way he uses words, like, I was able to, like, picture, like, where what he was saying and, like, if that makes any sense. I don't know. If
3: that does like, it, he personifies uh, the elephants really well. Like, they all are their own character, essentially.
2: There's a moment. He's down near a river. I kind of talk shit about it in the chapter summaries because I felt like it was somewhat meaningless. But uh, his writing is really good at that moment. It's right before, I think, he comes – it's right after – right before he leaves for the DRC. Uh-huh. I think he comes back and he said he was, like,
0: needing, like, a, like, a moment, on so he, like, street. went. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, like, that's, like, what I was kind of moving to with his, like, writing style. I, I, like, think he's got one of the more descriptive writing styles and it, like, pays dividends in, in some of his
2: um, chapters thus far. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Good? Good to move on? Cool. Okay. Chapter 3. Uh we start this chapter with a lot of nonsense about Lawrence Anthony's wife and their dogs. <laughs> then he takes oh this is the chapter. This is the chapter. Then he takes the afternoon off for a spiritual journey to the Nasceline River where he goes in depth on the wildlife that surrounds him. He said I enjoyed the writing of an experience that I would never be crazy enough to seek out myself, so I won't shit on this break in the action too much. The big takeaway from Anthony's retreat in this chapter is that without educational projects, a glorious world unraveling in front of him could be lost in a few short generations and still might be. Uh, As Lawrence starts to leave in his rover after... uh, How do you say his wife's name? Francois? Francois. Francois, Francois, I like that. Okay. (laughs) After Francois summons him to dinner, he has a run-in with the Elephant, elephant herd on the reservation he notices nana the matriarch had given up her role in leading the pack to the second in command frankie this was uncharacteristic and to add on to the atypical behavior it seemed that et one of the younger cows uh was nudging nana to help her along it was an iron law of nature for lawrence anthony to allow wild animals animals to be just that but he decided something had gone horribly wrong, and he must enter their lives again. Tyler says, "Character development equals unimportant." <laughs> Christian, I mean, what? <clears throat> this, these aren't characters; these are fucking elephants. Nah, no, you talk about?
0: I think he's also alluding to the fact that it's technically a, almost like a memoir. This the style of the book, I think it's more so explaining Lawrence himself. Is that what you're saying, Tyler?
1: No, I would say all character okay. development is unimportant to Christian because he's criticizing the breaks in action.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't like it that much in this book. Like he already wrote a book about elephants. Even well, if, I don't know that I think those those elephants
0: are the book that is the book that he wrote about, I'm pretty sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. Beforehand. Um I think it's fine. I think it shows like his connection with with nature and that he really has a passion for his role, but I do think uh, it's a little bit too extensive and maybe takes away from uh, overall plot. What were we supposed to get out of that
3: first half of the chapter, though, with the dogs? Like, what was that? Like, what yeah, I don't, I don't including
2: that. I think he was just introducing us to his family. And he's
3: an animal person.
2: If we could uh, figure yeah, that I out guess. already i guess
3: i think
0: it's more so the fact that you have to change the lens that this is like a memoir and like yeah like his journal not like more so like does that make sense like i think picture this as like a snapshot of his like period of, of his life more so like what's been going on in his life during this time
2: yeah tyler always makes the time and place argument uh i think that's a valid point (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> moving forward chapter 4 uh, Lawrence spends a restless night thinking about Nana and the herd's strange behavior and sets off at early sunrise to investigate he picked them out moving across the open Savannah and is immediately relieved when he sees Nana in charge and Frankie close behind however when he zoomed in with his binoculars Nana's expression seemed oddly vacant upon closer observation she had cataracts in her left eye Lauren summed up the herd's behavior as a result of natural beauty and resiliency. Nana took the lead in the day when her cataracts did not restrict her, and Frankie took charge at night when Nana began to struggle, like shift work. He made a call to Cobus Rath, the elephant expert who had brought the herd to Thula, Thula. He had some veterinary students with him that needed practical work and promised to make plans to bring them to the reservation. However, surgery on the eye could not be done for risk of infection and antibiotics would have to suffice Lawrence convinced, convinced himself that Nana would be fine so this chapter was good i I like uh his discussions on animal behavior
3: same that's like the most interesting part of this to me is like how he analyzes their behavior and observes them from a distance and can kind of understand exactly what's going on in like the group of animals like the pod
0: the i pet. think he's does this to try to like bring the reader to make them care about the rider, like the rhinos and like all these animals because he wants you to have feel like some sort of connection so that's why he's like personifying it if that makes sense i think he does a good job like you mentioned like giving those stuff giving the those thoughts i guess
1: I, I think in the last two chapters one of the things that he's trying to put across with introducing nana and the elephants um to me is when it is acceptable to intervene in nature and i think that's part of the big role as a conservationist is understanding when it's appropriate to interact with nature and when it's not and i think a lot of the things that he's talking about with the elephants now and he's how he's willing to help and try to give surgery is going to pay dividends later on with the rhinos in terms of things he's willing to do to help save them potentially down the line, because it is a gray area in terms of how much can you interact with them, uh, especially when it's not your community. Obviously, we're talking about a uh, we're going to be going into Central Africa here, and that's not as you know, community. So what is acceptable and what's acceptable by the locals is not always the same thing. So I think it will be interesting. And I think that's why the elephants have been brought up to this point is just to illustrate early on that there is that gray area, and how far it's willing to go is going to be interesting.
3: He does a really good job of sharing his relationship with them, too, and how much he cares about that. Like, the how he never wants to have a gun shot go off around them, because that might like hurt his relationship. You see how much he really does care about the animals, too, in a lot of these chapters, when he's like observing the elephants and trying to care for them and stuff, so...
2: I do think that he does it as well because he wants to get the point across that the issue with the white rhinos is not siloed. Like, it's an issue with other species. It's an issue with our world now as a whole. Uh, Like, nature is dying. And I think, Jared, you said it, like, he wants you to kind of feel something for these animals, and he wants to drive the point across that... um, it's a, it's a larger issue than just saving the last white rhinos.
0: Yeah. I, I think, I mean, like, even if you open like the first page of the book, like the whole uh, paragraph that says basically that they condemn the governments of a bunch of Southeast Asian countries, basically saying that they use the rhino horn for traditional med- medicine that could be like technically replaced now. So I think it's just like goes straight off the bat that Like
2: basically what you said, Christian, so I agree. Okay. Chapter five. Uh Cobus and the veterinary students arrived as planned. Unfortunately, the elephants had been tracked into a ravine which was extremely unusual. Anthony summed up the behavior to an elephant's incredible intuition, one which is considered anecdotal by critics, but which the great Dr. Ian Player Described as a sixth or even seventh sense, the elephants knew something was afoot and were attempting to dunk, duck Anthony and team. Uh, eventually, the team got in range of the herd, and Nana began to approach, sensing Lawrence Anthony's presence. They darted her and applied the antibiotics amid an unsettled herd thirty yards away. And at one point, even had to fire shots at a chagrin I don't. I did Arching. not use this word. Charging frankie. Char- Charging at a charging Frankincense company. Uh, Anthony feared he had broken the sacred trust between him, Nana, and the herd. A couple days later, he tracked down the elephants. At first, they reacted poorly to his presence, but it was Nana, the last to sense that he was there, that calmed the nervous energy. She approached him and said hello while he rolled down the window in his rover. To Anthony's disappointment, the eye was no healthier, and he feared she would eventually go blind. But he was relieved that Nano was still paying attention to him, even if the herd was a lost cause. I think we've discussed the question that I put forth uh at the end of this. So Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts? Yeah. No, I think I think
1: I think we talked about everything. It would be yeah, yeah. uh fine to move on. Jared, I do want to make a comment. I don't know if you're hitting your desk or something, but your mic is making a lot of noise. So Uh, Sorry, just a lot of popping, guys.
2: So, just throwing it out
1: there. All right.
2: Uh, Chapter six. With the Nana storyline resolved, actually comes back later on. I thought it was resolved. Lawrence Anthony's attention turned back to the DRC. JP, Jason, and Anthony arrived at Joburg Airport and were immediately introduced to the idiosyncrasies of law and order that they would face in Africa. Boarding cards meant nothing on their flight out from Joburg. Three had to scratch and claw for their seats on the Boeing 737 to Kinshasa. During a layover in Lubumbashi, passengers and even the pilot lit up cigarettes next to the refueling plane. Despite the evident loose regulations, Jason was stopped from taking photos because of the security risk. Upon arriving at Kinshasa Airport, it also became evident that bribery was a necessary skill to hone, that you get nothing unless you pay. The Yellow Fever card was a prime example. If you forget it or it's outdated, you become the target for a bribe. Sometimes the soldiers would just take it and make you pay to get it back. Uh, The DRC's Minister of Environment sent Anthony and company a vehicle, and they tipped the children who bartered to carry arriving passengers' baggage was Anthony's warm welcome to Kinshasa. Different
3: world. Yeah, real different.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, we'll we'll see with some of these loose route regulations and, you know, some of the bribery that has to happen to get them everywhere they need to go. It's It's not a world that I'm used to, but, uh, you know, things that I've read in the past and things I've watched in the past, I'll I'll be interested to see what else they do to kind of scoot around the law as they go along.
2: You guys think that you would be, like, a prime suspect for bribery as soon as you get off the plane? Like, I think they'd look at me and be like, we're gonna fucking get this guy so bad.
0: They'd first figure out if you're stupid enough to, like, be pickpocketable, and then they'd probably figure out a way to soon as you got off airport grounds to
2: i'd be so overwhelmed i wouldn't know what to do
0: you would need someone like jp on your team uh, to make sure uh, like ex marine
2: or x this is a good scenario for uh oh, what's his name our guy bruce heineke bruce heineke, <laughs> <laughs> heineke would have loved this mission dude he would have he would have eaten this chapter
1: up Bruce Heineke would have got them his own military. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Bruce Heineke would have talked to the LRA. I'll swear on
2: that.
0: Yeah, he would have,
2: dude. He would have been face to face with Tony in in a day. He'd square up for sure. All right. Uh, Chapter seven. Anthony, Jason, and JP traveled through the center of Kinshasa to the Ministry of Environment offices to meet with DRC's Minister of Environment, uh, Nature Conservatism, Water and Forests, uh, Anselme and Urunga. The group outlined the project, which would come in three phases. Uh, The group outlined the project for the minister, which would come in three phases. First would be the reconnaissance trip, then an aerial census. And finally, the rescue itself in the third phase. Anuranga accepted the group's participation with open arms and gave his approval. He had also arranged for them to meet with the Director General of the Congolese Institute for National Conservatism, the ICCN. Remember that organization? They suck. They met with the ICCN chief and several directors the same day. However, their response to the mission was hesitant. Anthony left expressing the sentiment that they would await. Uh, Anthony left's feeling that he would have to wait for their communication. What he soon realized was that they were dealing with a politically intricate situation. President Kabila was attempting to form a coalition government from the country's many diverse political parties. But the director general of the ICCN and the minister of environment were not calling from the same playbook. Anthony covers the DRC's unstable past in the rest of the chapter. At the height of the Cold War, the independence package from Belgian colonists backfired tremendously. Uh, what a surprise. Uh, and two potential bidders fought for power. Lumumba, backed by Russia, and Moise Tshombe, backed by the West. Both were murdered, and a new strong man emerged. General M- mobuto sese seiko corruptly ruled for three decades that is until guerrilla leader laurent kabila uh, father of the current president overthrew him after marching on the capital after meeting up with jp's affluent friend felipe grasa and touring the impoverished city highlighted by forgotten and abused children running the streets anthony considers two important questions How could the world even think of entrusting the fate of these rhinos to such a shambolic country? And how can we expect governments who can't feed their own population or maintain any kind of infrastructure to be curators of rainforests upon which the entire planet depends for oxygen? Uh, I think it starts to become evident in this chapter how poorly abused and treated the children are in Africa. It's a really big problem.
0: I really like this chapter. I think it does a lot to explain the histories of the DRC. Obviously, uh, colonialism was not kind to the DRC, even talks about King Leopold. Uh, I'm sure we need to read about that at some point, but uh, kind of threw the whole country into
2: kind of a whirlwind and it's
0: never really recovered. It's obviously the multiple changes in power, but I thought the scene they, after they go to the bar kinda of late at night. Um maybe uh did we talk about that in this chapter or is that the next
2: yeah. Chapter? That was that was after they yeah, Felipe when they went out with him. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um like that scene where they were just we mentioned like the two kids playing the guitar and the banjo. I thought that was pretty powerful and kind of getting his message across with what you kind of mentioned. So I, I enjoyed this chapter a lot.
2: King Leopold, was that who the Belgians put in power?
0: Belgian king uh, said to have killed like... He committed a genocide. Almost almost 10 million uh, conspiracy nationals, so just horrible. The King
1: uh, Leopold's Ghost is a famous book that has been thrown around in the list for a while, so I wouldn't be surprised if we read it at some point.
0: It's just extremely depressing, Yeah. It's going to be a, one of those types of books if we ever get to it, but it's definitely one that I would like to pick up at some point. But I heard it's super powerful.
2: Be interested in more about Africa. I didn't the one the one piece I do like about this book is some of the geopolitical stuff they talk about. Like I didn't know anything about the uh Lord's Res- resistance army or anything about um some of the DRC politics here or about the Ugandan politics.
0: There's a lot about the DRC. Even one of the other books I put in was uh, the Cobalt Red. That talks about more of the current mining situation in the DRC. So mm-hmm. there's just a bunch going on with uh, their natural resources. Because I think they mentioned that DRC is like one of the wealthiest countries in terms of natural resources. It's just extracting that and creating a sound government around that. It's just been a disaster.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the DRC, like, if you were to look up on a map, it's one of the largest countries in the world, and it has some of the most minerals of any country that exists. So um, it definitely could go crazy. The uh, To flip the statement you made in the last paragraph where uh, Lawrence is talking about how is he going to save the rhinos in such a, such a country, I think to flip that is how can the rhinos be a focus when all of this stuff is going on? So, like, how do you expect... Um, the people of the Congo to to care about the rhinos or certain um, wildlife issues while they have a ton of human rights issues, political issues, we talk about child soldiers, we talk about political turmoil, I mean it's kind of easy to understand why rhinos may have got thrown to the back burner but from someone from a more, I'll use the word modernized even though I don't like to use that but country it's very easy to focus on issues that are a little further down the line
3: and even building off that like that that political turmoil and the the human rights stuff that obviously leads people into the poaching part which is why the rhinos are in the situation they are in the first place just because people obviously need money and are trying to survive and be not be in a situation where you're poor and on the streets and your children are dying at a young age and stuff like that, so kind of goes full circle. Good point. I didn't like this chapter, but now that we talked about it, I kind of liked it.
2: Wow. Sometimes I come into these meetings sometimes with uh, some predisposed opinions, and uh, it's nice to talk about it, because sometimes the opinions change. Yeah. That's why we do it. I That's guess. why End we up. do it. That's End what, up. Oh, it's wrong For the love of the game. That's <laughs> why we read. I think you're going to see uh my my predetermined opinions come out in this next chapter somewhere okay, here we go <laughs> i already
3: see i already see my <laughs>
2: uh okay so chapter eight again lawrence anthony pivots back to thula thula and this time i'm starting to get real pissed off i also like this chapter i had to take a nap and i like was falling asleep and kind of cranky writing this so hey no minds uh pivots back to Thula Thula, and this time I'm starting to get real pissed off. If he does it again, I'll write nothing about it. <laughs> he talks about <laughs> Heidi and how she encompasses what frontline conservatism is all about, and then about how Thulathula Thula is a designated reserve for injured and orphaned animals. So they took in a Gali- Galago, a bush baby, and two Jennets. Uh, but now I'm not as mad about George the Galago because I want to meet him because these things look sick. I put a picture in here. <laughs> Those things look so cool. It's got to be like a marsupial. That was yeah, Gavin Johnson's is, yeah, favorite yeah. animal in like 8th grade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
0: Good. What, what a poll.
2: What a poll. <laughs> I don't know how you remember that. And then uh, I included a picture of a genet a, a in here too. Looks like a mischievous little fuck.
0: It's also, I think, in the if you, the pictures.
2: Um, we have pictures.
0: There's pictures there, black and white. But page one forty-eight. We don't get to him yet, but we got there.
2: Thank it. Get... Yeah, this this thing looks like it's plotting something. Uh, okay, I see the pictures now. Uh, anyways, so back to the actual plot. Anthony's team continued to make progress on their end despite the ICCN's filibuster. Uh, Dylan pulled everything together. <laughs> I said it's starting to look like Dylan's the weak link on the team because they're they're throwing in specifics of what everyone else is doing and then they just said Dylan pulled everything together. Um, Grant Grant sourced food, equipment, provisions, vehicles, fuel, satellite phones, first aid, and even a helicopter. And JP recruited some of the some of the hardest ass motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> reminds me of that. Uh, who's who's the guy who's like I'm gonna get all. All the hardest men together in the same room. uh, David Goggins. (laughs) Pause. Finally, (laughs) they received an email from the ICCN granting them authorization to visit Garamba. The one caveat being that African Parks later mentioned this was only a go-ahead to take a look around. Regardless, the first phase of the mission, reconnaissance was a go. Bridget. Found a Christian mid- missionary organization, the Mission Aviation Fellowship (MAF), to fly the group from Kinshasa to Garamba. I have
1: no thoughts. I no think I, I think know. this was just a just the, we're getting the crew together chapter.
2: Yeah, I thought of uh, the the Wolf of Wall Street recruiting mm-hmm. scene yeah. for some reason. Reading this chapter, <laughs> it's like on the phone. It was like it makes me think Who of like
1: the first couple scenes in, like, the Avengers movie where it's just like, okay, here's all the characters. They're coming together. We're getting everyone.
3: Yeah. It's made, <laughs> made me think of Puss in Boots when, with George sitting at, like, the counter of a bar or something, like, drinking whiskey at the dinner table.
2: <laughs> Besides fucking Dylan. He's just pulling shit together.
0: Dylan's there for the A on the project. He's not going to do much, but he's going
3: to get that A. Imagine if you guys had a... Imagine if you guys had a pet bush baby in your uh, in your apartment.
0: I would take it. I'd be happy. It would be like right here on my shoulder while we're talking right now. Because...
3: Yeah, until it bites you and you're like,
0: Ouch. <laughs>
2: Move on, please. Get away from this guy. Okay. answer nine uh the maf charter flight was scheduled to leave the next day for garamba first jp and lawrence had to (laughs) had business to take care of with laurent guepin a belgian in a senior position in the monarch a twenty thousand strong un peacekeeping army in the drc officially the business was for lawrence to speak with laurent about the reconnaissance mission but he had an ulterior motive he wished for Monarch to declare the mission to save the Rhinos a military operation and thus secure the C-130 uh, cargo plane that would be needed to transport the northern white Rhinos. Laurent was hesitant, as previously that year Monarch sent helicopters to Garamba, which were shot down in an attack by the Lord's Resistance Army. Still, he promised to do what he could for the mission. As a last parting caution, he warned the team to avoid the village of Naguero, where there had been a recent outbreak of Ebola. After agreeing to pay the two ICCN officials $150 a day for out-of-office expenses, all my homies hate the ICCN, the party met at the landing strip in Kinshasa. Everybody was practically dressed for a hot and uncomfortable expedition, except for the ICCN officials who arrived in business attire. They boarded a plane, a Cessna caravan, and were off. Flying over the Congo River and the Amazon rainforest, the latter of which Lawrence was be- bewildered to see signs of deforestation. After a quick refuel in Kisangani, uh, they made the last leg of their journey, finally arriving in Garamba. What? What is the ICCN plotting? Like, I, I don't yet understand their motive for not allowing this to happen.
0: I think it's just corruption and it, 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 Yeah, I'm I don't impressed. know what else. I just don't want to work.
1: I think I think we'll see it. I mean, I think he'll reveal it more as we go along. But I think there's definitely some like no one wants to give credit to the president because they, you know, they have ulterior motives, which they talked about in previous chapters. I thought it was crazy that he
0: like he gets this like clearance from like the highest of officials, but then it's the people like below the people giving orders that are like causing the holdups here, which would be like crazy to think about.
3: Doesn't he literally ask Jose, and Jose says like they don't care, basically?
2: Yeah. Uh, Jose.
0: Jose Jose's for African parks.
2: He's for different. Yeah, he's he's kind of apathetic to the whole situation. He thinks it's a lost cause. Yeah.
0: He's on. He's like boots on the ground, so he's like one of the only people that are that's like in Garamba. So like he actually knows what's going on, whereas like everyone else is in Kinshasa, nine hours away by plane. So like. There's like a
1: disconnect. I feel like about. Go ahead. Can I can I make a comment about the UN and how stupid they are? I, why why is a Belgian guy, uh, a Laurentier in the story heading the UN mission in this area of
0: Africa? Colonialism. I, I
1: mean, that's just a lack. <laughs> that's just a lack of history knowledge. I mean, it's no surprise the UN is the most inept organization on the planet, and they're absolutely worthless. So. Oh, uh, Brazil
3: <laughs> in charge.
2: I didn't know that we were supposed to have these feelings about the UN. Well, I mean, I right, I'll let it. I'll drop it. Well, let's move on. I, uh, I was I, gonna say. I go, go ahead, Christian. I, on the ICCN topic. I found it interesting. I guess this comes up later. But uh, Lawrence eventually pledges use of equipment to uh, Lawrence uh and the ICCN catches word of it and then they ask uh Lawrence if that means that they have use of the equipment too so I don't know what they're plotting just shady shady shady, that.
0: shady people yeah What I was gonna say though was like uh if anyone else listens to the, the PMT they talked about how Jim Arce uh hired a, a plane to like carry an orca <laughs> oh the whales yeah. uh, the whale and i just couldn't stop thinking about the similarities <laughs> between like them getting the c-130 for these rhinos hopefully it goes a lot better than jim mercy and the orcas because uh, i think the orca passed away like five days after it took the flight so you
2: know i'd read a book about orca conserve conservationism then awesome. that whole thing is intriguing there's a good book
0: called blackfish SeaWorld? It's based off, of, it's ba- yeah, it's based off the, the, the documentary, but
2: yeah. Yeah. But. I watched the doc, and I think one night I got curious, because I was, like, just watching Orca stuff on YouTube. And I Orcas looked at, like, or- Orca. The whole chain. Yeah, they remind me a lot of elephants, because they're they're matriarchal, too. At one time, I stopped reading
0: and looked up, like, Rhino versus Lion, and it just, like, cuts to, like male rhino just, like, goring <laughs> a lion. So it's kind of insane. I was at that point of the night one night, and I was like,
2: sick. Can we do that as one of the activities? Um, should oh, we just watch, watch
0: like, a compilation of rhino highlights?
3: We should all have like
0: to extra write. <laughs>
3: we should all have to write, like, our own fantasy of, like, rhino verses and then put insert blank animal, and we all have to write like yeah. that.
0: I used to watch Animal Planet. Like, I used to be one of those kids, and there was a show that actually did that. It was like they would do like animal matchups. It would be like Walrus versus Polar Bear, like like fight to the death. Like It was sick. That I don't what, know what show that was.
2: That was a huge frat house activity after the bars. Oh, yeah. Just watching like slow motion
0: chase downs of like, Leopard versus Antelope. Yeah. I love watching Leopard versus
1: Alligator or Crocodiles.
2: Jaguar. jaguar jaguar
1: versus crocodiles that's probably the more yeah
2: you ever you ever seen that uh i think it's planet earth or national geographic it's the the lizard hatchlings on the beach and they have to get up to higher ground oh planet Earth! getting yeah. attacked they're getting attacked by those snakes yeah that's that's a that's a classic video it's so good planet earth is an all-time
1: watch at all times yeah um okay yeah go ahead
0: man. Okay. Let's, let's... <laughs> we've gone off the rails here yeah, we got to <laughs> that might, that might, that's actually a great idea to know, uh christian just reacting to to rhino <laughs> compilations that might be that might have to be one of activities. we'll do that next
2: week we could do a youtube only special yeah
1: reacting no let's just do that next week for
0: our activities I'll get to...
2: okay okay I, oh, I
0: to, wait uh, wait side note the show is called animal face off uh, you guys should
2: watch <laughs> it because it's sick. Watch it tonight. <laughs> All right.
3: Chapter ten. All right.
2: <laughs> Chapter ten. Uh, upon arrival, the group inquired about meeting Mr. Jose Tello. Was uh, employed by African Parks to manage the park on behalf of the ICCN. They were told he was not expecting their arrival and he was unavailable. They waited until the next day. In the morning, they witnessed the ICCN game guards mustering in military fashion for the day's anti-poaching patrols. JP pointed out how incredibly untrained the outfit appeared. They were no match for well-armed poachers, and especially not for the LRA. Small village was visible less than a mile away from camp, and they were told this was Nagera, the Ebola-infected village. Lawrence was reassured nobody could leave the village, but he was unsettled by its proximity. Still, there was nothing that could be done for the time being. At noon, they finally got a chance to formally meet Jose Tello. Uh, uh, Much like the meeting with the ICCN, he was hesitant and dismissive of the help that Lawrence and team could provide. Lawrence assured him that there were a... Dude, I'm losing it in this... uh, chapter sorry myself together lawrence assured him that they were a single issue group focused on the conservation of the rhino but jose was unconvinced the only positive feedback from the meeting came from tello's counterpart who seemed sincerely thankful for lawrence and the team's presence later in the day after asking to take a vehicle to go out in the reserve tello offered to escort lawrence and jp on this expedition jose seemed to thaw and lawrence discovered he was a truly decent guy concern for the conservation of the rhinos and other animals on the reservation it became apparent that the lra was closer than originally let on and that poaching was widespread on the reservation
0: Zach. Gavin, yeah, i knew it. the ebola
3: the ebola the town was going to come up at some point and there it is right there that was, that'd be scary. So, i highlighted that line in your summary because i he mentioned that he's like, it seemed like there was something else up why they couldn't leave the village, but like no one ever said.
1: Yeah, he basically I was insinuating that they're getting shot on site if they were leaving.
3: Yeah, and I was like,
0: uh. Well, and then JP gets sick later in the then is it this yeah. chapter? And like, yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like freaking out. I'd be like, you don't because do you guys remember that like a bullet that we had in the US? Like, you know, it was like. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. man! Like if this takes off, we are done. Like, you ever play? Uh... <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm I thrilled. I know exactly. I know, I, know what I
3: know what you're about to say.
2: Radiation. The game Pandemic. Yeah. Where right. Sometimes you can make you can make the virus way too vicious, and like it just kills everybody way too fast and yeah. it doesn't spread enough. That's how Ebola is basically. Yeah. It
0: just eats itself
1: up basically. Yeah. It runs out of victims very fast.
2: But if you had a if you had a virus like that, which was highly contagious and maybe had a longer incubation period, be fucked. We would all be fucked.
0: Still has no cure. This book was from twenty twelve. It's still running rampant in in Central Africa to this day. So,
2: I feel like the DRC is the location of many outbreaks.
0: Water water sanity issues. Just a bunch of other stuff out in the bush. So it's usually like village to village like issues, if that makes sense. Like it went dark, but uh they
2: lost. Uh, I lost to- they have be, an interesting I'll be on mute. Keith you on the Okay. Uh, they have an interesting quarantine strategy. I don't think you could do that in the United States. Couldn't just like shoot everybody in the village. <laughs> yeah no, definitely not. you got a point with that one definitely
0: okay, argument. Argument. all right
2: chapter 11. uh lawrence determined that the real threat to the mission was the lra and he employed jp to inform him on their background and cause the lra had been fighting a vicious civil war with president yoweri Museveni of uganda for 20 years The atrocities on both sides have resulted in the displacement of millions and the death of hundreds of thousands. The LRA, led by Joseph Coney and second-in-command Vincent Adi, employ the use of child soldiers. Their modus operandi is to raid a village, burn the place down, kill any adults that get in the way, and then abduct the children. They live deep in the jungle and are spread among the DRC, Southern Sudan, Uganda, and the Set- Central African Republic. The LRA are mainly Acholi's, the majority tribe in Northern Uganda. Their goal is to overthrow Museveni, a Bantu, which I believe is the majority tribe in Southern Uganda, uh, who they hate with violent passion for the atrocities that he has committed against the Acholi's. The importance of this conflict to the mission. JP says uh, that it is no coincidence that their two-way radios have picked up LRA activity. He believes they are busy doing full-on reconnaissance. They have seen the uptick in activity by the ICCN and the African Parks, uh, and they want to know what is going on. JP reckons they've even set up informers in the camp and know more about how the camp works than even the camp's management. At the present time, the LRA and Museveni are in peace talks, JP concludes that they need to get the rhino out before the talks end or break down. I like this chapter.
3: So I think the first chapter when they talked about the I forgot the guy's name, the start with the Z or whatever, that he like um he was like a traitor to the to the group and kind of helped with and assisted with the rhino getting it.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Mutilated. I feel like that was kind of set up for this. And he is kind of in the correct, I feel like that story was a, us seeing before learning about the LRA, like what's going on like throughout the rest of the, the country. And so here we're seeing that there's probably LRA members inside this camp, like getting more info. And then he talks about all the undertrained guards in the previous chapter as well and how they would like hide. They wouldn't even go out to like patrol. They just hide because they are scared of going out there. So I feel like we're getting a really good look into what is going on and why all these rhinos are really dying.
0: Lawrence Anthony's got some balls, so I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, going out I'd to be- the bush. To LR, but you hear about Joseph Coney and the operation that he's running. He's like, like I mentioned earlier, the outrush more of all time people. So.
1: Yeah, if you talk about people that are high up on the international crime list uh, for war crimes, uh, he was at the top of the list for outside... Yeah, outside of the people in Al-Qaeda, he was pretty much up. Uh, He's pretty much, like, top five.
0: I hate to put numbers to it, but... um, Yeah, yeah, there was that whole... Yeah, he was trying to run for... I don't know, but... When they talk about, like, how they almost said they recruit these
3: kids and then they have the kids kill their own parents I was like that it's just crazy like so what's the what's his goal in that to basically that the parents wouldn't follow along but he knew he could like manipulate the kids essentially
2: gotcha I mean the kids I think you you just train them young yeah like they they were really highly trained he mentioned then you just like you can kind of manipulate them any yeah you can manipulate them any way you see fit like they have they have no consciousness after that i would think
0: and i think they even talk about in this this chapter the the children that kind of walk to well have to walk to school like multiple miles and they just kind of have to dodge the war like the civil war that's kind of going on around them it's just kind of crazy to think about
2: yeah i didn't include that piece but yeah it's wild that being your everyday. Twelve.
1: Yeah. Okay. Hey, Conan, still running around. I
0: he? Not him
1: I, don't... I know that, that LRA is still in pockets. I, I thought he, he was. Yeah, yeah, I right. thought he was in Sudan, protected by their president. He might be, but, I mean, I don't know, have to check. I'll look it up while Christian reads he's next.
2: Protected, protected by the Sudanese president.
1: He's in... I'll have to look that up. I don't okay. want to. I may have okay. not should have said that, and then. <laughs> but let me, let us Breaking your news. your
0: this chapter.
3: Yeah. Breaking yeah. news as our source, yeah, the, yeah. the source, Tyler Brasel. Uh, that's uh, a great Instagram post right there.
0: No, he also thinks he also thinks Sputnik 1 is also okay. the
1: okay. most that's important to so. his yep. OK, let's go. Move on. All right. Take two with uh, a grain salt.
2: OK. Uh, chapter 12, Lawrence and JP wanted more information out of Jose. They stayed at his farmhouse after dinner with a few bottles of whiskey to try and investigate the roots of the the hesitancy to save the rhinos. After a few bottles, they began to get their answers. Jose believed the effort to save the northern white rhinos was a lost cause. He believed the best option was a joint venture to save the southern whites. Because even if the 15 northern whites, uh, even if there are 15 northern whites left which was unlikely. The gene pool is too small to save the species. Uh, I forgot to mention this too, but it was also uh, wet season. So come dry season, uh, poachers would get access to the northern whites and they would not be able to protect them. In the end, Jose never strayed from his stance on the matter, but promised you get your approval from the powers that be and I will help you. The next day they made their return return trip to kinshasa jp had contracted malaria making it more impressive that he had gone drink for drink with jose lawrence decided that this initial trip to grombo was a turning point for them the lra and bureaucracy of the situation were the most apparent problems but they at least knew now that they what they were dealing with shot for shot baby with
3: malaria yeah, he sounds like a guy
0: that I wouldn't wanna wouldn't wanna cross. Yeah, yeah sounds like tough. A, a, t- a tough man. That man, man was going shot for
1: shot. You gotta respect it with malaria.
0: <laughs> Game seriously. I think next
3: podcast we should try that. I'll contract malaria and then see your drink last drink.
2: Yeah, uh, your shot. Dude, at it, you'd yeah. probably get. You'd probably get so fucked up so fast. Uh,
0: you know about. No. I mean, just some fighting for their life.
1: All right. To update my statement from the last chapter, uh, it is believed that Joseph Kony is still alive in southern Sudan in the Darfur region. Uh, The U.S. ended its pursuits with Uganda of him in 2017 uh, because they no longer believed him to be a threat. So uh, they think he's in somewhere in Sudan protected by the president. I always still need to verify.
0: In South Sudan or southern Sudan? It just says Sudanese region. There's two, yeah, because now there's like two separate countries. Yeah, I don't even know.
1: So, about uh, where Darfur would be in Sudan, though. Okay. Interesting. So, he's still out there.
0: All right, chapter 13. I'm sure. I'm sure he's probably did just at this point doesn't want to rally anyone anymore up because he probably knows he's done if he tries anything again.
2: Yeah. Wait, did South Sudan break away from Sudan recently. That's a whole another issue in itself. Like yeah,
0: there's there's uh South Sudan is like a an autonomous region basically. It's like when you look on the map there's like a dotted line so it's not like technically separate but they're basically separate. It's a whole mess. Africans and south is just crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. Th- there's the same situation in Somalia. There's, some there's Somaliland. Yeah. yeah yeah okay continue on there's a rabbit hole okay
2: uh okay chapter 13 <laughs> oh my god the elephants again two of lawrence's i don't even know what they said about the elephants in this chapter i don't think it was hugely important i think he saw nana again and her eye hadn't gotten better uh two of lawrence's close friends and previous co-workers had returned to thula, thula. uh david bozos a fearless ranger uh, had worked with Lawrence on Nana and the elephants before departing for four years to the Royal Military Academy. I believe the previous book was about him and David's uh, ventures with the elephants. Uh, then David did a tour of duty as an officer in the British Army in Afghanistan. Uh, he would be working with Lawrence again. Uh, there was Brendan Whittington-Jones, Lawrence's former head ranger and right-hand man, during a rescue mission at the Baghdad Zoo in 2003. Brendan was just visiting and working close by on the highly endangered African wild dog in the neighboring Umfalazi Game Reserve. Uh, you can tell I start to get tired of these chapters what do you think about these chapters that function as breaks in the overall plot? <laughs> do you think that these will develop into anything that will actually contribute to the story or will act as themes in the book? We've already discussed that. No, I think Jared's memoir uh, opinion makes the most sense as to why he includes this stuff.
1: Also, uh, side comment, I, I have a... I was on the plane when I read this so I couldn't do it at the time, but uh, the Baghdad Zoo... Uh, rabbit hole is one I'm gonna have to go down.
0: It says it's his first book actually. So yeah. there's a whole whole book called Baghdad Zoo. But I was choosing on which Lawrence Anthony book to pick because I know I wanted to pick one. Uh, I get they're all rated very highly. So imagine if you enjoy this book, you'll probably enjoy those other those other stories. But this some is another. Were, we're crazy.
2: This is another story we've read about a couple where like a makes me really uh jealous of a person's passion for their work like i wish i had something like lawrence anthony has or i wish i eventually find something that like like lawrence anthony has he like can assume, dedicated man. his life to it yeah i think red notice was like that with bill browder i don't know what else
3: monkey god
2: monkey god even, even, I don't. Know. That's
0: more of like a, I, I don't know. That's that's maybe more of like a reporter's because it was different, I forgot who who wrote. Uh, Lost City. Uh, I forgot, but he was more so like a I feel like a reporter.
3: This me. one similar.
2: City, I haven't finished
3: it, but all
2: right. Okay. Chapter fourteen uh jp jason dn ian raper
1: (laughs) wait wait wait. Huh? it's doctor that's
2: dr ian raper that's his name dude imagine getting stuck with that
0: tough name for a doctor
2: uh and lawrence travels to kinshasa for a meeting with the environment minister with the expectation that they would get the final go-ahead First, Lawrence had to catch up with Laurent Gweppen at the UN Monarch Compound. Laurent informed Lawrence that there was a strong interest to help, and all that was needed was a formal government-endorsed letter of approval for the project. The Environment Minister provided the letter. Then, back at the Monarch Compound, Laurent not only promised the aircraft needed to airlift the Rhinos, but also a contingent of soldiers capable of protecting them on their journey. Then commenced a meeting with the ICCN. It went terribly. Before the meeting started, they were informed by officials that they had no right to meet with environment Mm -hmm. officials or to participate in the Garamba operation without the endorsement of the ICCN. The organization continued to shoot down Lawrence and the team's logical plans for survey and rescue. First, they insisted on a fixed wing aircraft for the survey rather than a helicopter. Then they determined to decide on the date for the survey at another meeting in the future when the rhinos would no longer be protected by the wet season. Uh, To Lawrence, these decisions were completely incomprehensible. Seemed there was some unknown motive to these irrational objections to logical planning. As an add-on, an ICCN representative asked Laurent if they would have use of the equipment that Lawrence had secured for the project. Why would they inquire about something that had already been offered up to them for their exclusive use? This one was fucked up.
0: Yeah, I mean the ICCN just, uh, just, uh, just
1: a clown show. It's clear that they're just trying to delay the project until, like, it's like they know that the since Lawrence has told them that the rhino is gonna die soon, they're just trying to delay it to the point where the rhino disappears and then. Lawrence will have no, uh, purpose.
2: That oh, no, yeah. Reminds me of, uh, uh, Browder trying to get the Magnitsky act to pack past, like, uh, making completely logical arguments for, as to why that, that should get passed and why there should be action on it. And just being shot down for nothing other than politics.
1: Yeah. No matter how like unanimous, public opinion is on something it doesn't matter if it will affect political um outlook so it's i mean it's it's true in america it's true everywhere so that's probably good to mention
2: i just i it's i i can't grasp my head around like why they keep shooting this down like it's not that cherished of of an area to control it was completely abandoned for a while why do they care so much that they do not have access to this reserve
0: yeah I, I think lawrence does a good job of like making you feel angry like i remember reading this and like i could feel like his anger and like being like this is just like the stupidest thing ever in the sense like of that like i don't know i would imagine that already has some hands into the iccn kind of
3: so uh, making say. Sure
0: that their business is not uh, bothered whatsoever
3: yeah it's either time and money or they have people on the inside that are that are working to stop it, or slow it, or filibust it.
2: Chapter 15. Okay. Chapter 15. JP got Ambassador Empoco to agree to come to Thula Thula for discussions. JP nearly killed the man and his entire family upon arrival. That was crazy. Uh, I started to give up in these last three chapters. But yeah, he crashed the plane upon arrival into a tree. And then they were all okay. Uh, Then Mpoko continued to make promises that he would continue to help. This guy is kind of useless. They just keep recruiting him for discussions. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'll help. And then he can't do anything for the cause. Uh, I think, Jared, you made the point of people below shooting things down. I think that holds true with him. Lawrence had one last opportunity to get African Parks on board. The organization's Dutch founder and businessman, Paul van Velsingen. Jason briefed him on the situation, and he instantly agreed to provide his full support. However, this didn't stop the ICCN from continuing their filibuster. They continued to say they would agree to the rescue provided the African parks agreed. These people are like Russians. Just straight-faced lies. and And they know you know that they're lying to you
0: the funny thing is african parks is like a subgroup of the iccn it's just (laughs) just
1: go 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 ask our sub organization if it's okay sub organization says it's okay but you have to go get approval by the iccn and then they send you back to the iccn and they go oh but you have to ask african parks again
2: Dude, they literally, like, it was in a merry-go-round where they kept referring to the other, and then finally African Parks said yes, and then they went to the ICCN, and they're like, okay, yeah, go ask African Parks. Like, what do you even say at that point? It was so
0: bad. Also, I, I will probably just <laughs> drop
1: the JP crashes into a tree with a plane.
2: Yeah, I was so concerned. I was like, is, is the whole story going to unravel right here? Like, are they all just dead?
3: It's all like, yeah, they're lifeless in the cockpit. Like, there's no movement. I'm like, uh. I
1: was like, not JP. Dude, I was so taken aback. It's all right. Okay.
2: All right. Hey, that's the chapter After, 16. Chapter <laughs> 16 it was originally just this picture of the elephant and its mother, but Kevin wrote something, so I'll let him proceed.
3: Ring, ring. It's David Bozos. After just taking over operations at Tula Tula, he had just found a baby elephant, but because it is Sunday, I'd be remiss to mention that this baby elephant had a similar stature to the likes of Eagles linebacker Hassan Reddick, weighing in at around 240 pounds. Unlike Hassan Reddick, the baby elephant still had its umbilical cord hanging from its body. The baby has returned safely to its family and is greeted by milk from its mother's nipple. <laughs>
1: there you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh I don't know what to say to that. I think I think there are some missing details about the baby was thought to be dead, he believed, so the elephants gave up on it and then it got up and they were able to reconnect it through a daring mission with its uh elephant family.
3: Just
2: doing summaries. Just doing summaries here.
1: <laughs> well, I mean <laughs> this guy's talking about Hassan Reddick because he was watching the Eagles game and not doing chapter summaries.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a really good analogy though. Like I couldn't I couldn't quite envision what a 240 pounds like I couldn't quite quantify that. And then you said Hassan Reddick. that's perfect.
3: John Jones. I looked it up; he's exactly 240.
2: Tyler, uh, do you remember
0: when we were in Thailand at the elephant park? I couldn't stop thinking about the the baby elephant that was running around rampant at the park. They're very mischievous. They <laughs> and
1: and then it, it's its mother was chasing it around the entire park and it was just behaving exactly like a human child. It was just doing stupid things. It was like jumping off of hills and like the mother it's just in the nuts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs>
3: what what do you think? Like how long do you think this umbilical cord was? Like is this this dragging like ten feet behind
0: it? <laughs> You're filling on the wrong details, sir. <laughs> I don't think that's a best part of the yeah.
2: story. No, but like sure.
3: think about nature. How did they how did they just like we yeah, yeah. have
2: what I was about to say? It just dries off.
3: Like for all animal like all mammals.
2: Like, a like what happens. Just, just
3: slowly, slowly like yeah. I
0: don't probably know. It stops receiving blood and just
3: just gets all crusty and it just cracks off. All
1: right, chapter seventeen.
2: Let's <laughs> okay. Chapter seventeen. Uh, yeah, I gave up. This was an intriguing chapter, but I was watching the Eagles game and the Lawrence proposes to go and Eagles won. Lawrence proposes to go and talk directly to the LRA and get them to stand down. He travels to Juba, where peace negotiations are taking place. At first, the delegation paid him no mind, but suddenly he is approached by the mediator of the talks, Professor Misama. He connects him with the LRA delegation, and a meeting is set up the next day at Juba Bridge Hotel. Yeah.
0: I mean... Just think about how bad DRC politics must be that you have to go to the LRA to get something done. That's just so bad. <laughs> Yeah, you got to go to
1: the terrorist organization to help get something done. And I've, I'm going to bet that they actually do get something done through the LRA.
0: You oh, uh, I don't know. Do you think Do you think he's going to show up to this Juga Bridge? Because I remember Professor Masam was like, whatever you do, do not go
2: to, Juga to this. You know, the, bridge one woman, the one woman was like, we should take photos and make friends with them woman
1: wants to end up on like a steak yeah the from the organization that wants to establish the 10 commandments from the bible as the international as the law of the country i, I have a feeling her pictures wouldn't be well taken Uh but yeah no i think it's very interesting i think he's definitely going to go to the hotel and i think he's definitely going to make a side deal with the lra which i don't know how that's going to affect the politics moving forward
3: I've had enough politics for the day. Yeah. What do you say? uh... What
0: are our our overall thoughts in the book thus far before we kind of get into to meme?
3: I can start because I was very, I was underwhelmed by a lot of the political parts. But after talking with you guys and you guys enlightening me on a lot of the organizations and what's going on, it actually is kind of interesting. So I take back a lot of what I texted Christian on the side about how I wasn't thrilled about this book. And I actually am finding it kind of interesting now that I've had it dumbed down for me.
0: <laughs> You're
2: welcome. Uh, That's why I'm here. I find it I it is better than I expected. Not I didn't I didn't believe it to be like I didn't believe that it was gonna be my favorite topic, but I think there's so much more that goes into uh a conservationist project to save white rhinos than I originally thought. So I've enjoyed reading about the politics in Africa and less so enjoyed reading about the elephants, but overall it's solid. Yeah. I think,
3: I think the Christian's reaction when they said rhinos as one of the two final books, he's like, not the rhinos. (laughs) (laughs) They landed on the rhinos.
1: I think, I think it'll be interesting. I think we're going to see less of the elephants mentioned. I think we're going to fully dive into their mission now. So. The pace should definitely pick up, and I think it's going to be interesting to see where it develops.
0: Yeah. um, I mean, obviously, this book's from 2012, so you can kind of maybe infer what kind of happens or what kind of takes place. But it's kind of one thing that interested me about this, just because there was so much on the surface. I think it's just kind of like a conservation effort. But I think it's a much deeper story that's told. And I mean, obviously... I thought I was gonna like it. That's one of the reasons why I put it on it. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see if it'll pick up. It kind of happens. I think once again, I left a fascinating endpoint. So I don't know if it's on purpose or what, but uh, good job because I was kind of left at a cliffhanger.
1: I always try my best. All right uh with that uh christian thank you for filling in chapter summaries i can't wait to see what next week holds for your chapter summaries uh we'll we'll transition over to memes uh, i think we're all excited to share what we have I'm, I'm i'm ready to laugh and hopefully share some memories uh along with you guys so uh we'll, we'll see
2: you back Where'd then but you get so <laughs> that's so sentimental that all right well, we'll 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 be back in a second all right
3: welcome back to the meme competition if you're listening to the podcast we highly recommend hopping on the youtube channel watching the video because this is a very uh video essential picture essential uh content that we have here so i'll go ahead and if the order i'll assign brazel to go first christian second me third jared fourth just the order i had on my screen this is uh, episode 20. Hopefully, it's a big milestone for us, but hopefully, this isn't our last episode after some of these memes that we have today. Hopefully, no one gets canceled. So, uh.
1: I'm good. Hopefully, you're good.
3: <laughs> I also just completely forgot what I just made the order. So, whoever I said first,
1: well. I, that's me. Okay. Tyler. I open the chat. <laughs> I can't, I'm not showing that meme, Christian. So, the, the viewers. Viewers have no clue what you're laughing
0: at. <laughs> alright, alright. Great episode of SpongeBob. We'll say. Alright.
2: Oh, Who was the order? Christina. that's oh, me. Okay.
1: Gotta ease into it, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so depressed. <I get> <laughs>
1: deep red
3: meme i'll uh
2: they're only saving the white ones (laughs) (laughs) i'll uh
3: i'll match (laughs) that was was... i'll match christian's energy
0: (laughs) what is that i don't even even know what is (laughs) this what is this (laughs) i mean
2: Is that a Triceratops? Yeah. Dude, I'm seeing my artwork in, like, grade.
0: (laughs)
3: This looks like all our Scriblios. Actually, it's probably better than our Scriblios.
1: For next scriblios, should we give, like, a 10-minute draw time and fucking
0: (laughs) see what you can go through? I don't know if we'll get much better than the 30-second ones we already have. Uh, So, like I said beforehand... uh... Go ahead, Christian.
3: no, no. Go, 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 go.
0: Like I said, I only had one meme. Didn't know if we were actually doing memes, so I cooked this one up. It's a video meme. Uh, Consulting about this one that Hopped on the planes.
2: I've got good news and
0: bad news. Good news is we'll be landing immediately. Bad news is we're crash landing. I just. That's JP jp, JP or when they talk about like they get on that sketchy 737 and the the pilots are literally smoking cigarettes next to the fuel truck the fuel truck so it's got
1: out of jp with that ah, straight the tree. i shouldn't have cut off that clip it was exactly the same um uh, all right second round should have made two two memes with different captions the same video all right i'll side by <laughs> A second meme I don't I don't have a shocking guys I don't have a video meme this time
3: oh wow <laughs> okay
0: Christian. Christian liked it uh okay. not too
2: much but a match. Today. I know,
0: but I know what to, I've tempered my expectations for Tyler's news. I know they're going to be way over my head, or just like straight shooter. So, I'm... <laughs> 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 excellent reuse of a,
2: a meme. that's what Lawrence Anthony thinks. Cody's going to how Cody's going to react after he recruits children soldiers. So. <laughs> the rhino. <laughs> It's like you think he's gonna. If he can somehow, the
0: only way is if he can somehow tie it into religion somehow. That would be the only way. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah. What if he doesn't really care about it, though? Like he just. (laughs) just, It's like, you know what? This is a cause I can get behind. Well, I think Lawrence even mentions in the book, I forgot to talk about this, but like, I guess in Ugandan culture, like the rhino is like a sacred creature, I think they talk about. Yeah. So interesting to see if that pulls through.
3: All right, My um, second uh, meme. Kevin? <laughs>
2: That's 240 right there.
1: That is not Sean Oakman. It's like 280. Sean Oakman got cooked in that classic. classic meme, though. Yeah, it is a classic meme.
2: That's a 2012 meme.
1: Uh Yeah. Gotten yet yeah. It's like 2014, 15, something like that. correct. Uh,
3: right. That's back to Brazel. I only, I only had
0: one meme, so... Alright,
1: all right, alright, I'm skipping. Alright, uh, this is my last
0: meme. <laughs> <laughs> he would. I just
3: love that picture. <laughs> I,
0: think, I think Lawrence
1: Anthony like... would, like, blame an African tribe for killing an endangered animal. <laughs> Gives me those vibes. <laughs> All, right, All right, Kevin go or Christian go ahead.
2: Christian, I don't. I'm I'm out. All right, Kevin. Cart- cartridge empty. All right. Last
3: meme. I I love this one a lot.
1: What <laughs> the fuck is that? <laughs> <didn't>
0: find that? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm supposed to think of this. Oh my god,
1: <laughs> that's great. I'm, uh, I'm gonna change the, uh, so the viewers can Maybe see. He can see sustain it. himself. Oh my <laughs> god, guy okay,
2: lost audio.
1: All right. Wow. Okay. Uh, you want to send your honorable mention for fun, Kevin? Or
3: yeah, I've got two. <clears throat> Just Elephant Man and then I don't even know what this says, but I literally just found this line. I just looked up Rhino.
1: Did you just look up like rhino and elephant memes?
0: Yes. <laughs> rhino this is a rhino this picture of a rhino showed up when I searched rhino on the, the meme generator.
3: Is it the guy? I'll let you send it.
1: Alright. Uh I'll scroll through for the viewers. We're gonna have a vote. Uh we'll do top three as always. But not our best.
0: Not our best, but
2: we tried. Better um, than the last meme competition.
1: Yeah, it can't get worse than the last one. All right, so at the top, we got the boys waiting for the poachers to come through hiding the bush. Spongebob meme. We have Christian's the northern black rhino crying from lack of attention. Uh, we got uh, Kevin's book about rhinos with the dinosaur. Uh, we have Jared's uh, Madagascar meme. We have my Lawrence Anthony to LRA meme. We have Coney's honest reaction to the rhino crisis by Christian. We have the Sean Oakman meme sent by kevin and then we have my uh bombing meme uh lawrence anthony then we have kevin i don't even know what to call that as the last (laughs) meme. uh so everyone vote in the chat
0: top three yeah top three
1: write the person and then the meme like a little subscript of what the meme is
2: I'm having a hard time
3: beating
2: a third one. <laughs> Not a solid
0: effort.
1: <laughs> oh man.
3: I'm ready.
1: I'm ready. All right. I'm so. ready. Uh three, two, one. Uh All right, so Coney, okay, Coney won. Yeah, nine points. All right, simple enough. Uh, Christian Black Rhino, uh, actually not. uh, He's got two. uh, I mean, I'm out of the picture. No, it's it's well, it's definitely Coney because we all voted it number one. So besides Christian, obviously, so uh, that is the winner. I think my plane bombing one is the second place, but not close to the top place
0: so um coney i don't think anything longer beat tatlin's lidar meme for
2: from that <laughs> that was uh, so cool. that all right uh and what what happened we need we need to get back on a, a little groove with the meme comps
1: yeah we, we haven't been to right about, about it off it. camera but uh we'll, we'll work to get better uh but coney's honest reaction yeah. to the rhino crisis with this classic meme is your winner for this week um yeah, pretty pretty good overall discussion today. Uh, the memes were better than last week. We'll, we'll work on continuing to improve. Uh, if you got any good ones, if you're listening, at home, throw them in our Discord. A uh, good reminder to join our Discord. Uh, so, uh, you know, thanks everyone for joining this week. I'll hand it back to Jared, uh, you know, to send us off and talk about what we're going to be doing next week.
0: Yep. Um, so, once again, thanks everybody for listening along. Uh, for next episode, we'll be reading chapters 18 to 29 the last rhinos so continue reading through that um and then i think we might be doing a youtube compilation for our, our activity uh, that seems to be the uh, the consensus so if that changes we will we will update but um uh, yeah looking forward to another great meeting next week and we'll catch you guys Bye. Peace.